This is a Retail Insider Podcast. You're listening to The Weekly. Welcome to this week's episode of The Weekly by Retail Insider. I'm Lee Rivett, and I'm joined with the owner and publisher of Retail Insider Media, Craig Patterson, to discuss this week's most read articles on retail-insider.com. So thanks for joining me, Craig. Hello, everyone. Now, we're currently recording on March the 9th, 2023, and pretty much anybody who's into retail in Canada has heard by now that Nordstrom and Nordstrom Rack is exiting Canada and closing all of their stores. So, Craig, we pretty much hit the publish button like minutes after the Nordstrom announcement that this was going to happen. So how did we know in advance to be able to have a comprehensive article ready to go to do that? Because that was quite a feat. Absolutely. We were notified that uh, parties in the know were firstly saying that a international department store chain would be exiting the Canadian market. Then once we actually got information that this was Nordstrom, firstly, I was heartbroken because the very first article that I ever wrote in April of 2012 when I founded Retail Insider was about Nordstrom attempting to come into the Canadian market and what options it had given that some leases from Sears had been made available for this potential expansion. So Uh, For me to be writing this article, it felt a little bit like seeing a full circle in my own business here at Retail Insider. Uh, uh, Once the announcement was made, we had that full confirmation and we were able to put out that pre-drafted story, which is why, again, I mean, it would be really impossible for us to have had a story like that going out, you know, three or four minutes after a press release came out saying that Norwich was exiting Canada, having quotes from an expert that wasn't me, not that I'm an expert, but uh, you know, having all of this information in there. And I did a, I did quite an extensive analysis. I was saying, you know, who could replace these locations? And uh, that was, uh, you know, a, a good amount of time was taken to write that thing and some and, you know, contemplation and whatnot. And then we just put in some financial numbers and some quotes from Nordstrom to finish the article off. And bada boom, bada bing, we, mm. we sent it out. Well, can we even just go through a quick recap for folks on the facts that we know? Like, for example, how many Nordstrom Rack locations are closing, how many full price lineup locations are closing, and even just the rationale that Nordstrom gave for pulling out and closing all of the Canadian store locations in totality. Yes. So uh, Nordstrom has six full line stores in Canada. Those are located in the markets of Calgary, Ottawa, Vancouver, and Toronto. It's also got seven Nordstrom Rack locations, which are in major markets throughout the country. Uh, Now, the Nordstrom stores measure about between 140,000 square feet at the smaller end to the largest one being in Vancouver at about 230,000 square feet. And then we've got those seven Nordstrom Rack stores. They're they're a bit smaller. They're about between roughly 30 to 35,000 square feet each. Uh, There's a slightly larger one in uh, downtown Toronto that's about 38 to 39,000 square feet, I believe it is. Um, now Nordstrom has basically said that, uh, it had not turned a profit in Canada over the time that it had been here. Uh, for those unaware Nordstrom, well, probably everyone is at this point, cause it's been all over the news. Nordstrom of course entered the Canadian market in September of 2014 with its store in Calgary. Um, unfortunately, since Nordstrom came in back then, this chain has not turned a profit in the Canadian market, uh, lost money year over year. And, uh, much like what target had said, uh, around 2015, uh, Nordstrom said that it did not see the opportunity or the ability to turn things around in Canada and has decided to cut its losses and run. Do we know how much money they lost? Now, some people may not be aware of this. This wasn't widely reported, but uh, what was um, uh, found was that Nordstrom had uh, lost about $74 million in 2020 uh, in the Canadian market, unfortunately. Uh, its sales uh, in 2022 were about $515 million dollars. 
I think that's a little bit indicative that the pandemic did have an effect on sales for Nordstrom. Um, I had some numbers uh, in 2019, which was showing Nordstrom doing a bit over $600 million a year in Canada. And, and that was just in its um, full line, full priced stores, not including the Nordstrom rack locations. So uh, I think that we did see a little bit of a downturn in some of these locations, probably a little bit the Vancouver store, which was doing, um, I think, are in the $300 million range before the pandemic. I know that the, some of the dynamics there have changed and we did see a bit of a downward trend with some of the stores over the years, including the Calgary one a little bit. So um, now we have some sales numbers to be able to go on in terms of our understanding. And uh, that's really unfortunate as well. Wow. Well, 300 million annually for just the Vancouver store. That's shocking that they're closing the store. That's like half of the like what Canadian revenue. Yeah, it's 300 million, right? $300 million annually is what wow. I've been told. This is before the pandemic, of course, the Vancouver yeah. store was doing. Yeah. That's Canadian dollars, a little less to the Americans given the currency exchange. Um, at various times, the Vancouver store was the top selling store in the entire company. And that includes uh, in the United States. Uh, and you know some of the top stores there were uh, Seattle, Chicago, downtown Seattle, that is uh, Chicago, uh, Michigan Avenue with the shops at Northbridge. Uh, and then a store opened in New York City, which initially was doing very well. Yeah. Well, and sorry to bring it back to the Vancouver store location here again, because I'm just flummoxed that it's shuttering. It's a beautiful, massive store. I, I got to tell you, when I was told that Nordstrom was exiting Canada, my very first question to my source, who I won't name, of course, was and Vancouver as well. Mm. Because I was, well, firstly, a little shocked by the announcement, but secondly, yeah. knowing how well the Vancouver store had been doing in terms of sales and knowing how beautiful that store is, it's aesthetically pleasing. It's got all kinds of luxury brand shops inside, and it's quite busy, actually. I was just sent a video by uh, a friend who's in Vancouver right now, and she said it looked it was Christmas time in the store. It was just packed with people shopping. Yeah. But like bringing it back to, do you really think that they could have made a go at just having one Nordstrom store? In Vancouver, as successful as it is? Really, if you think about it, having one single store in another country that you have to fulfill with warehousing and marketing and all of the other things that are expensive, I think that that profitability, specifically in that one Vancouver store, may have become profit losing. Speaking of profit losing, isn't there a component of bankruptcy going on here as well? This was a CCAA uh, filing, which is kind of like a bankruptcy filing. And it looks like they would have to do this for the entire Canadian operation, all Nordstrom stores, all Nordstrom racks, in order to fulfill this particular strategy to make the Canadian exit. So with that, also the Vancouver store uh, uh, is on the chopping block and is set to close, unfortunately. So which really, when you look at it, is mind blowing, given that this is a really high selling store that's just so much money was put into it and and it's a well-built store and it's so prominent in downtown Vancouver. It's it's takes up almost an entire city block, which not many stores uh, can say that. So it used to be, it was built uh, in the 1970s for Eaton's for a time period. It was a Sears after Eaton's went under in 99 and uh, now we're losing Nordstrom. So it just seems to be a general progression at CF Pacific center of tenants for that space. And I think we're going to be, uh, seeing some new stuff coming up there. Well, we will for sure. Well, with Nordstrom unloading all of this retail square footage into you know, all these Canadian malls across Canada, 
What do you think all of these malls are going to do with the extra vacant space? This is an interesting conversation. And I'm going to have conversations with some experts too. I don't want to just give my own opinion, but I am today because this is a podcast where you and I talk. <laughs> yes. Well, let's start going through all the Nordstrom full-fledged locations. We'll go through the Nordstrom Rack ones after that. But so starting in the West, so in downtown Vancouver, uh, CF Pacific Center, what's the details going on there? CF Pacific Center is about 230,000 square feet. It's got three levels of retail space for Nordstrom currently. So, um, I mean, this is just such a brilliant piece of real estate. It's got three corners, three corners that can be utilized for, say, if uh, the store was to be, we call it subdivided. I'll use simple language, use demised, but you've got three corners on this block here. There's an opportunity for landlord Cadillac Fairview, which by the way, has five of the six large Nordstrom stores in its malls in Canada to extend, say the mall into that space. So there is an opportunity for them to, as a landlord, have smaller retailers that may be paying more rent per square foot than what Nordstrom would be, uh, which could in turn be better for Cadillac Fairview. Uh, There's an opportunity for some new brands to come in and even get some really valuable corner space that's going to have great frontage on Robson Street and Granville Street, which is seeing a resurgence and and a revitalization in downtown Vancouver. So uh, there actually, I think, are some exciting opportunities that could come here in terms of taking this large single 230,000 or so square foot space and subdividing it for multiple retailers. Now, what about the third floor? It's about 70,000 square feet. Uh, You could take some second floor. Well, I don't know if La Maison Simons, the Quebec City-based large format fashion retailer, which I'm a big fan of, uh, I don't know if it's got the budget or the wherewithal, but I do know that uh, a downtown Vancouver store, in my opinion, and I'm sure many others, would be very popular and uh, could do quite well, hopefully. So yeah. maybe there's an opportunity for Simons to take part of this space. Well, why wouldn't Simons take the entire space? It's just too big. The largest Simons store is you know, maybe about 120 to 130,000 square feet, if that. So oh. uh, I would see some space being taken possibly by Simons if it were to come in. but Not the whole uh, thing not the entire thing. But again, this gives Cadillac Fairview an opportunity to make money as well as to get some smaller uh, retail spaces in there. And this gives some brokers in the city, uh, uh, you know, the duo at Marcus and Millichamp, Martin Moriarty and Mario Negris. Well, it's really hard in downtown Vancouver to find space sometimes. It's constricted, it's landlocked, it's hard to find the right space. Now that opportunity is there. So I don't see this completely as a negative, at least from a real estate standpoint and from a standpoint of looking how downtown Vancouver could be in the future. So it is still tragic, in my opinion, that Nordstrom is leaving Canada and specifically closing that beautiful downtown Vancouver store. But looking on the bright side, there is an opportunity to repurpose this away from a department store model into something that's a little bit more diverse in terms of having multiple tenants. Well, in taking our wagons eastward across the Rocky Mountains to Calgary, um, Cadillac Fairview has another mall just south of the downtown called the Chinook Center that has a full-fledged Nordstrom that's also going to be shuttering. I know that you just had an interview with Gracie Ann talking about this mall and talking about this departure, but uh, give it a little bit of the specifics for folks that haven't listened to that podcast about Chinook Center. So Calgary, this is interesting. It's the Nordstrom store at CF Chinook Center in Calgary is at the end of a hallway. Uh, I believe it was a Eaton store years ago and then became mm. a Sears. I'm sure there are a few options out there. I mean, given that it's 140,000 square feet, a retailer like Simons could possibly occupy the entire thing or close to it. Which already has a location in downtown Calgary at the core. Which is very unique. It's about 92,000 oh, yeah. square feet. It's over, I think, five or so floors or something because it's just such a 
unique interesting space. configuration including a heritage yeah. building as well as some uh, movement in the former td square which is now part of the core i don't know if simons would want two stores in the market or if it would replace downtown with cf chinook center who the heck knows but uh there are i'm sure other options out there to get creative they uh, cadillac fairview could put a food hall somewhere in there upstairs or otherwise could extend the mall in that direction through that space uh it remains to be seen i cannot wait to hear what's going to happen yeah. but uh there's opportunities there, but not, I think, to the same degree as at CF Pacific Center in Vancouver, which has just an incredible opportunity with so much frontage and the fact that it's not a store at the end mm. of a hallway. Well, and continuing eastward, let's hop over to Ottawa for another Cadillac Fairview Mall called um, CF Rideau Center. Um, beautiful architecture, beautiful facade. What do you think about that one? I Now, the Ottawa store, I see a little bit similar to what I was talking about in terms of CF Chinook Center, except for the Simons connection. Uh, La Maison Simons already has a beautiful store at the CF Rideau Center on the other side of the mall. So I don't know why I would pick up and move over into the Nordstrom space just because it's already got a good store. Uh, so uh, I, I think Cadillac Fairview is going to have to find something new to do with this space here. Um, years ago, it was an Eaton's uh, location. I know... Years after, Holt Renfrew had been looking at taking part of it. I don't think Holt Renfrew would come back into the Ottawa market. I just don't think that people in Ottawa buy enough luxury goods. I mean, Ottawa doesn't even have a Louis Vuitton store. No. So then that's that's pretty basic for a city, especially one as wealthy as Calgary with its population. So uh, my thought is that there's going to be either some sort of mall extension that's going to happen mm -hmm. through there. But wasn't Cadillac Fairview going to do in a, uh, like a tower build or something on the site as well? I do know that Cadillac Fairview is involved in building a residential tower on the site. So oh, right. I have to go and have a look at how it's configured, but perhaps part or all of it could be demolished mm. uh, or the mall could be extended. Who knows? I mean, Cadillac Fairview is going to want something that's profitable in terms of something that they're going to put in there that's going to make money. And the world is the is Cadillac Fairview's oyster, at least I suppose to a degree, but uh, I guess some creative thinking to make money is going to have to be there because again, Cadillac Fairview being owned by a pension fund as a responsibility to its shareholders to try to uh, repurpose them in a profitable manner. Hmm. Well, let's round down to the GTA now. What about the Nordstrom located at CF Sherway Gardens? Now, CF Sherway Gardens, uh, it's a good one just because it's sort of a continuation of this conversation here right now. Hmm. And it's located in Etobicoke, which is east of downtown Toronto. Um, and it's also in a fairly affluent neighborhood. Yes. Uh, that store, again, is also about 140,000 square feet. So it's quite similar to the Calgary location. And this Nordstrom store at CF Sherway Gardens was purpose-built in terms of this was specifically a box that was created for Nordstrom. So they may have taken the old Brenton spot and, and maybe used some of the floors. I can't remember and I don't know because I wasn't there for part of that construction. Uh, with that, again, I mean, La Maison Simons, I just keep bringing that one up because it's one of the only other large format retailers in Canada that could take a large space like this. Uh, it already has a store at the Square One Shopping Centre in Mississauga, which is only a few minutes away by car. So I don't know if Simons would love to do another store like in that location. Who knows? I mean, I heard a little rumor here. I don't know if this is true. I definitely won't name the source, but that perhaps Holt Renfrew could look at stepping out of square one and moving uh, back into Sherway Gardens, where it was for years and years and years originally, especially if Saks Fifth Avenue leaves, which, uh, you know, is always a possibility. So um, uh, other options could be, again, to subdivide the space into multiple retailers. Also, Italy will be opening its second Toronto location, I think, towards the end of the year at CF Sherway Gardens, and that's going to be located right by the Saxoth Avenue store as it currently is located over in the former Eaton's box way over on the other side of the mall. So 
compared to CF Pacific Center in Vancouver. I don't think the opportunity is quite as exciting, but yeah. Well, and heading north of the downtown, there's Yorkdale Shopping Center, which had uh, a rather large Nordstrom and it kind of had its own wing that opened that it's at the very end. So you kind of have to take a little journey to get to it as well. So what's your thought for that space as it's going to be exiting as well? Um, similar conversation to the last few, uh, it's a store at the end of the hallway, but it's a little special. Um, that store might have achieved flagship status for Mm. Nordstrom, at least certainly with the luxury brands that were in there when the store opened in 2016, lots of luxury brands in Yorkdale at that Nordstrom store as within the mall. So it makes sense that Nordstrom would have tried to have carried that theme over just given how expensive the other stores are in other parts of the mall as a whole run through as well. But well, when I take a look at the Yorkdale um, space that was purpose-built for it, um, it's beautiful. Like when I take a look at the downtown Vancouver CF Pacific Center, yes, it took that old Eaton Sears um, space and repurposed it into what it is now and beautiful. But this space at Yorkdale is stunning to me. This was a purpose-built, almost glass box. I think it has the most glass on the exterior of any wow. Nordstrom store. This is what I was told when the store uh, had opened. It's about 200,000 square feet and it's it's a lovely space, but it was also built at the end of this hallway. I think that was a mistake. It's a bit of a trip to get down there. Um, I think that's why maybe some shoppers didn't go, but um, perhaps there's, I mean, La Maison Simons had actually literally announced a store at Yorkdale, plans to open one there years ago. And I even wrote an article about it. I forget what year it was, but I think I may have been living in Edmonton. So it might've been around 2015. You know, part of that space, because again, it's too big for just Simons to occupy it. So perhaps some of it could be Simons, perhaps some of it could be subdivided into other retailers, or perhaps some sort of a food hall experience could be created there as well. Um, The opportunities there, I think, will be quite interesting. Uh, Yorkdale has some very, very wealthy shoppers that uh, do come into the mall to specifically look for some certain stores that are there, as well as the Holt Renfrew and... uh, We'll see. I mean, uh, Yorkdale has a very, very diverse offering. Totally. Now, moving into downtown Toronto, into CF Toronto Eaton Centre, I think this is the last one we wanted to talk about. That's the full-fledged Nordstrom, but it's an iconic landmark that a lot of people have to walk through in order to get to and from the the transit system, right? Um, So what do you think is going to happen with that location at once it shutters? The CF Toronto Eaton Centre store presents a little bit of an opportunity like the downtown Vancouver store at CF Pacific Centre, uh, but not quite as good of an opportunity, but also a very unique opportunity. So I think ever since Eaton's was a department store built within the CF Toronto Eaton Centre in the 1970s, you from the north side of the mall as it stands, which now currently is home to H&M, Uniqlo and Samsung, among other things, um, you actually literally have to walk through Nordstrom to get from the north side of the mall to the south side of the mall. So with Nordstrom leaving, there is an opportunity now for Cadillac Fairview to actually finally connect the mall north to south. So huh. people will be able to walk in on huh. the north doors at Young and Dundas Square. And dear God, I mean, if you see some of the people there, I don't know if I'd want them in the mall. But nevertheless, this is going to be something that happens and they come in anyways. I mean, it's a little bit of a shit show over in the in the square there if anyone's ever been. Uh, I stand by my words. I know I got criticized in the past, but dear God, it's just absolutely chaotic at some points during the day. But uh, (laughs) this, again, is an opportunity for Cadillac Fairview to have some smaller retailers that are going to be able to be built along this new corridor, which would be able to connect the north and south part of the mall. What about the upstairs? 
upstairs. Um, there could be different things that are done. I mean, some sort of experiences. Perhaps I mean, La Maison Simons does want a downtown Toronto store. At least it did at one time, and I believe that it was looking to take space with Nordstrom in that former Eaton's space, which was most recently occupied by Sears. Um, but whatever planning came about, Nordstrom ended up taking those large floor plates and Simons did not end up coming in. So there is an opportunity for Simons to come in. There's an opportunity for uh, some experiences or something to be done as an alternative, of course, given that I don't know what Simons is like in terms of its financing to open new stores. It is opening a new store in Halifax. So clearly there's at least a little bit of money happening here with the company, but um, the world is, is Cadillac Fairview's oyster for this box because it really is quite well uh, position for redevelopment into something else that could be very, very exciting. Mm. So, well, and to wrap up, because that is all of the flagship full price Nordstrom locations, but um, to touch upon the Nordstrom racks, um, what do you think is going to happen for those? Because there's not a number of them spread across uh, a lot of the different malls in Canada that will need to be filled as well since they're closing as, at the same time. Now, the Nordstrom rack stores will probably be quite a bit easier to fill uh, in Canada. There's seven of them, as I said before. They generally in the thirty to 35,000 square foot range. Uh, the one at Young and Bloor in Toronto, which I think is considered to be the flagship for Nordstrom rack in Canada, is about, I think, thirty-eight or 39,000 square feet. So there's more, you know, more options for something of that size. I mean, landlords can split them, these boxes up and put other tenants in there. There could be some grocery tenants who want to come in, some specialty grocers in that size. Um, you might have winners or marshals open a store here. It's it's not going to be nearly as challenging. These are not as large of boxes. So you might have a Best Buy. You could have uh, all kinds of stuff. So so I'm not nearly as worried with the landlords that uh, have these Nordstrom Rack locations on their properties. Mm-hmm. One And two more questions to wrap up the podcast here. But um, I know that you have a lot of thought leadership and kind of looking over uh, strategies of organizations. You've now seen Nordstrom come into Canada and now leave Canada. So looking back at their strategy, do you think it was doomed to begin with since they began and set foot into Canada? Or do you think something changed along the way that brought us to this point? This is almost a whole topic for another podcast, but I do have a little bit of insight that probably not a lot of people do. When Nordstrom was looking at coming into Canada, I had a source, who I won't name, of course, who provided me with some interesting documents. And Nordstrom was comparing the Canadian cities that it was going to be entering to American cities to get a better understanding. And they may have missed the mark because this document that I had showed that Vancouver was being most closely compared to Seattle. Mm. I don't know if I would agree. I mean, both cities have some wealth, but I think that Vancouver, given its much larger Chinese demographic, as well as uh, uh, other factors with tourism, I think is quite different. Perhaps it's a bit more akin to San Francisco or even a little bit with LA. The Calgary market was being compared to Denver. And again, I mean, perhaps that's a good comparison to a degree, but you might want to throw a little bit of Mm. Houston, Dallas, or Atlanta in there as well. I mean, this was before oil prices went down in Calgary, I should say. So... Uh, Calgary was really a high rolling city. There was a lot of money. It was an exciting time. And uh, I know that there's been a bit of a downturn, but nevertheless, uh, being compared to Denver, Toronto was compared to Chicago, uh, which may not be that inaccurate, but Toronto is also, I think, in a lot of ways, a more dynamic city. It's it's more multicultural. Uh, it's got a different tourism pattern. It's, uh, uh, you know, it is a different place. Like, I just, it's it's hard for these American retailers to come here and try to say, well, this is almost an extension of the United States. I mean, there's elements of New York City that you have to compare to New York City. And, and I suppose even Los Angeles, given, just given some of the sprawl 
Uh, it's complicated. And then the worst one, in my opinion, was Ottawa, which was yeah. being compared to Washington, D.C. <laughs> I actually burst out laughing when I saw yeah. that because they are very, very different yeah. cities. If you look at Washington, yeah. D.C. in terms of the retail, uh, you know, Saks Fifth Avenue, Neiman Marcus, you've got luxury stores in that city uh, in the, as well as in the suburbs. Well, Ottawa, as I said before, doesn't even have a Louis Vuitton location. So the shopper in Ottawa is very different from Washington, D.C., it's not a glamorous place. It's a conservative button-down government town that's really quite boring overall, and particularly in the fashion space. So um, I think Nordstrom yeah. really missed the mark in terms of at least comparing Ottawa to Washington, D.C., but probably didn't miss the mark in creating a relatively boring store because the Ottawa Nordstrom location really doesn't have a lot of designer brands in it. The Calgary and CF Sherway Garden stores are quite similar, but... Um, you know, at least they didn't bring in even a Louis Vuitton boutique. And I think there's three Nordstrom stores that have them, uh, two or three. And, uh, you know, that that may not have worked out or even worse, bringing in some of the super high end uh, Acris or, you know, Saint Laurent, even Chanel, which Nordstrom has in some American stores. So um, did it have a good strategy? Well, I mean, I'll, I'll defer some of that to other experts, but certainly uh, I was not... I was a little bit underwhelmed with Nordstrom in Canada overall in terms of its stores outside of the Vancouver location, which I think was executed very well. And um, I just, I mean, I think Nordstrom did try in Canada, but I think it could have tried a little bit harder. And uh, uh, really, at this point, quitting the Canadian market is very unfortunate because I'm sure that there could have been uh, uh, some sort of a turnaround. But at the same time, now that we know that it lost $74 million last year uh, on sales that were struggling, probably not. Well, for the last question of the podcast is more around the American operations. If they're shuttering everything across the board in Canada, it does beg the question if things look as grim for the American operations across their country as well. Any thoughts on what's happening on that side of the border? Well, um, there may be some store closures in the United States for Nordstrom as well. Uh, The large format stores, that is. I don't know. I'm just guessing. I don't have any information on that specifically, but... Um, you know, we looked at the most recent numbers. Uh, the announcement for Nordstrom leaving Canada was made just before the uh, fourth quarter uh, report that was um, broadcast for Nordstrom on Thursday of last week. And uh, uh, we know that things are struggling there. Specifically, I do have some insider information. Uh, I was told that the well, on a few stores, but I'll use a couple of examples at uh, the Westfield San Francisco Center, which is in downtown San Francisco, there's a Nordstrom store there, um, which is among the largest, if not the largest, about 380,000 square feet. It's at the top of the mall. It's a really strange setup, but you go to the top and it's just even the circular escalators. It's it's not super convenient no. to get up there unless you take an elevator. But um, there's a Nordstrom store there that was, maybe it's still considered to be a flagship store given its size, but I was in there in September and I was massively disappointed with what I saw that store had not been renovated like it was supposed to have been. That was supposed to have been renovated to the standard that you were seeing in Seattle, as well as some of these Canadian stores. And not only was it not renovated, but most of the luxury brands had been pulled out. Um, the collector's department was really no more. That's wow. the women's high-end department. Uh, the handbag department, if you look at women's leather goods, was kind of like Michael Kors was a, you know, one of the higher-end brands. And years past, you would have seen Valentino and you would have seen you know, Stella McCartney and you would have seen you know these top brands in there. So... I was told that sales had absolutely tanked in San Francisco. Part of that could be due to the social Damn issues man. that you have in that yeah. uh, city right now. I, it was just a disaster. I, again, I was there. I was shocked at the drug use and the 
I saw thefts with my own eyes. I saw people stealing stuff from stores. It's not just on social media or on TV. I, I saw it. It's there. And uh, I was told that the sales have tanked so badly that it's of a similar sales, uh, seeing similar sales numbers to a typical suburban unit. This is something similar to New York City. My understanding is that originally sales were quite high with the New York City location, but that uh, those sales have since tanked. Uh, it was an incredibly expensive investment by Nordstrom to create. Firstly, it opened a small men's store, and then it opened this gigantic uh, uh, women's and everything else store across the street. Uh, that store apparently is not doing uh, very well right now. It's a beautiful, beautiful store, but maybe in the wrong location. It's not on Fifth Avenue. It's it's kind of off the street a little bit. And there's a lot of competition in New York City. I mean, even though Neiman Marcus closed and a few others over the pandemic. But um, so the U.S. stores in some cases are not doing as well as they should be. Uh, you've got Nordstrom again having uh, lower sales. It's got uh, inventory glut, I think, is one of the issues they complained about. And now that there's this activist investor uh, that's come in who's actually Canadian, um, I think this was the perfect storm in terms of uh, Nordstrom trying to turn things around, which included uh, getting mm. rid of its Canadian operations, which represented about 3% of uh, total sales for Nordstrom. So yeah. very, very unfortunate situation. Uh, I'm sad that Nordstrom is going to be leaving, but uh, it remains to be seen what's going to be happening next with uh, those yeah. Nordstrom locations in Canada, as well as uh, other retailers that have been left standing here in this country, uh, Hudson's Bay, Holt Renfrew, and Saks Fifth Avenue, among others. Yeah. And it's a sad story that Nordstrom Canada is shuddering. But again, all these new locations that are freeing up space as a new story, new chapter for all of these different uh, landlords. So I'm interested to see where that happens. But thanks for going through this and, and possible opportunities, Craig. And uh, chat with you next week. Thank you so much, Lee. And thank you so much, everyone, for listening. Take care and bye for now. 